everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky McVeigh, and I'm here with my co-host, Rowan Robinson. What's up, bro, everybody? And my other co-host, uh, what's he get? What's he calling himself today? Uh, Doctor Know It All. <laughs> I got no Hey, I gotta have fun with the name thing, man. I, I gotta have fun with it. No matter what everyone may think, this is not not Sting. True, true. For all you wrestling fans out there, so he's uh, he's not not Sting because this is not 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 WrestleCast. <laughs> it's Paranormal Cast, and uh, today uh, our theme is exorcisms, real ones. Uh, Halloween's over. But the devil never goes away. <laughs> hey, technically, this is just Halloween 32nd, 32nd of October, or 33rd of October. You think, I think, I think Halloween's like when he takes a break, he's kind of like, <sighs> no, thank goodness. You know, it's like, it's like his Christmas or something. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he take a break on Halloween? That seems like the well, bad idea. Everybody, everybody's doing his work for him. They're out there doing crazy shit. I used to do crazy shit. I used to burn stuff in the road and maybe throw... Never mind, I'll incriminate myself. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not a big deal. I'm in enough trouble, man. I don't need to do anymore. So. I'll, I'll tell you, the worst thing that I've ever seen on Halloween was uh, a sheet across the road in the middle of the night. And uh, I was driving home from work. I was like, I don't know, I was probably like 17th time. And it was like, I don't know, 2 a.m. in the morning. And I'm driving home from work and I'm going down 229 and it's pitch black. And all of a sudden I see this white thing. It's like just across the road and I slam on my brakes and it hits my windshield. And then that's when I realized there's a sheet and somebody just hung a wire across the road and put a sheet all the way across the road. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I, I never saw that when I was younger. That was, uh, that was not, uh, I mean, if I wouldn't have been paying a little bit of attention, it would have covered the car. And it could have been a bad accident, <laughs> but uh, I, I saw it before I hit it, so I stopped. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I ain't seen nothing like that since then. It's like nobody does. Nobody seems to do like crazy stuff on Halloween anymore. Kids today aren't as big assholes, I guess, as kids our generation was. <laughs> well, they got the Fortnites and the and the Roblox and the. And the, and the video games that they play now, they're not bored. So, not bored. Unlike unlike us, who would just throw eggs at shit and then cut down trees and light them on fire and put them in the middle of the road. <laughs> did you did you do that? I'm not gonna <laughs> say that I did or that I didn't. I never did anything on Halloween. It was like to me, it was always like a non-holiday, just like. People like you are just, <laughs> wow, that's just awful. 
It was just a non. I just I worked on it, and even as even as a little kid, like I never wanted to go trick or treating. And I was like it, and the few times that I went, I uh, I went and I didn't ever buy a costume or anything. I would just uh, I, at the last minute when I decided I would go, I would just go get some like paint or something out of my out of my stuff and like paint my face and be like done. Let's go. <laughs> Give me a Walmart sack so I can put my candy in. <laughs> Man, I had a friend every year. He'd just go get a sheet off the bed and you know, cut a couple holes in it, and that's that's all he did. I mean, that was all the prep he had. You know, two minutes. Took a sheet, cut the holes out. I think he just carried a Walmart bag or something around. But anyway, yeah, we'll just get past that. So we're we're it's not Halloween, even though we're talking about Halloween. It's been over for three days now. Halloween but. can be any day that you want it to be. <laughs> You, you can you can burn hay bales in the middle of the road anytime you want to. Really. <laughs> That's true. Nothing's stopping you. Really, I mean, what the law? Well, you have but to get anyway. caught for it to be illegal. Anyways, go ahead, Rock. Uh, I was just gonna say before I get started, I just want to tell everybody what I'm drinking tonight. Oh <laughs> so yeah. Not get on the camera here. Bird dog. Good Kentucky bourbon. I wonder where this is made at. I don't know what it says. It doesn't say actually what county it's made in. Or I'm not seeing it anyway. Oh, yeah, it does. It's made in Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. <laughs> so, it's pretty good bourbon. And I'm also promoting another place around the house. Can you see that? Uh, it's hard to see. Wrigley's. <laughs> I bought some Wrigley's glasses. If anybody lives around Corbin, Wrigley's is like the best restaurant around here they have some of the best food that you will ever eat and it changes every week who's this who the wrigley's tap room okay yeah corner on main street they have really good food Uh, anyways i'm having bourbon and coke tonight so so i'm probably gonna get really trashed here soon (laughs) but anyways guys the the theme of tonight is exorcisms and uh we're gonna go over some famous ones and uh talk about the real deals not not the movie exorcisms uh although there is some really good movies about exorcisms i have to say i've like uh some of my favorite horror movies are about exorcisms or demon possessions either ones (laughs) Sometimes they don't get exercised. And even one of my favorite TV shows has a lot of exorcisms in it. And that's Supernatural, which is ending this year. And fucking that fucking sucks. Because <laughs> no Dude, more Sam and Dean. It's been on it's, for 15 years. Or I was going to say, it's yeah, it's 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 run its course. It's they're not. Starting show, they're starting to show their age, bro. <laughs> oh, they're definitely showing their age. <laughs> Every, I go back and watch the early episodes quite often. I'm like, they look like little tiny babies in the early early shows now <laughs> compared to what they look like now. But I mean, I think uh, I think the actor that plays Dean is like 43 or 44. So he's starting to get up there. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with 43 or 44? I don't understand. Well, you're, you're old as fuck, Shane, you know? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Which I'll be there soon. I'll be 41 here in the, a month. So, <laughs> pushing, pushing Man, that line. 
41 in hunter years is whew, that's that's old man territory. <laughs> but uh, we'll get started uh, with the first. Well, I figure we'll start about talk about a little little bit about exorcisms in general before we get into like the actual stuff. And uh, if we're going to talk about exorcisms in general, pretty much the first documented form of exorcism uh, from a church is uh, from the Bible. And that's going to be Jesus uh, when he, uh, you know, what is it? uh, Commands legion to come out of the man and go into the pigs, which uh, is the only one that anyone ever talks about. But if you read through the different books, so there's like, uh, this, they call him, I think they only call him Legion in two of the books, maybe. But in the third one, uh, it's two people. So it's not just one person being exercised. And uh, it's still, I think, uh, it's still supposed to be like a Legion. But sometimes the pigs aren't mentioned either. But either way, so it's like, it's a given, well, if you're religious anyway, it's supposed to be given that uh, Jesus performed a lot of exorcisms in his uh, lifetime. That the it was just that uh, one story that they chose to tell inside the books. But uh, when you look at the other books, it's supposed to be that he actually performed quite a few over the years. But uh, unlike uh, the church today, who tries to banish the demon. Jesus was, uh, I guess, uh, he was pretty nice to the demon, honestly, because the demon like asks that he doesn't like banish him back to hell. So Jesus doesn't do it. He just puts him inside a pig instead. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, when I went back and uh, went back through that because I went back through that today. I was like, huh, because the demon straight up says, please do not abolish me back to the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in the pigs, do whatever. Just not back there. And he's like, eh. Well, he put them in the pigs, and then the pigs, didn't they run off a cliff? Yeah. They, they were did run off the cliff, sea. yeah. So, okay, the pigs drown. Where's the demon go? Well, that is another thing. Because he didn't get banished back to the abyss. And so I would assume that Legion would have probably went free at that point to find something else to possess. I don't know. Just a good question. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask someday when maybe I get to meet them. <laughs> You're not going there. What are you talking about? Oh, I mean, I'm saying I'll meet Jesus or, or, you know, one or the other. I'll meet. Or Legion. Or Legion. I'll be able to ask somebody, right? <laughs> Legion might not be there. I'm not sure. <laughs> true he'd be with the pigs too. Yeah, he still could be with the pigs he's just be hanging out right now uh, uh, you, you know be, eating legion on your sandwich uh, <laughs> but i was but, gonna say but, like if he was in a potbelly pig they have good fucking lives now <laughs> maybe <laughs> he, maybe maybe he was in the pig in green acres that little potbelly pig wilbur yeah wilbur charlotte's web I mean, he got around. But uh, I was going to follow up. Uh, Jesus in, in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, actually, uh, it talks about right after he had uh, 
healed uh, Peter's wife's mother. So I guess it was Peter's mother-in-law. He had performed a healing on her. Uh, during that time, it said uh, in, in all three uh, books, it says that he performed many, uh, abolished many demons over uh, over the night at sunset. So yeah. like in one night, he supposedly done a bunch of exorcisms. So Jesus was the original exorcist <laughs> before the church was established, which uh, if we want to talk about that, there is like, uh, there's, uh, I guess you'd say there's different kinds of exorcism because the, the Jewish people have exorcisms too. And uh, most famously, uh, people know about the Dybbuk box uh, where they exercise the demon out of a person and put them inside a box with a bunch of trinkets that holds them inside the box. And uh, I think by now, everybody knows the story of the Dybbuk box that was bought on eBay. It um, became <laughs> a big be thing. To those people that opened the box. <laughs> you, know that, know you don't know this story? No. So this, this is a... Uh, somebody's sold a Dybbuk box on eBay and it was bought by a guy that owned an antique store and he claims that he opened it and let the demon out and it uh, started destroying his store and he got sick and his, I think his mother died all kinds of shit happened and then he ended up selling it to somebody else and then all kinds of bad shit happened to them. And now uh, the person that owns it is... Uh, uh, shit, what's his name? His uh, biceps bring all the ghosts to the yard. What's that dude's name, Roland? Oh, um, Ghost Bro. Uh, yeah, go, uh, from Ghost Adventures. You yeah. ever seen Ghost Adventures, Shane? No. So there's a TV show called Ghost Adventure on Travel I've Channel. Heard, I've heard of it. I've just never watched so it. So he, he owns the Dybbuk box now. He bought it. And he actually did like a... He just entire... screams at it at random times at night when he gets <laughs> up or something like that. Now he owns a museum of ghost artifacts that you can go to. And he has the Dybbuk box in that museum. And he actually did... Uh, he actually did an episode of Ghost Adventures where he went in the room at night and opened the box. And, uh, and then he, of course, fell on the floor and bad shit happened. <laughs> but here's the question. Will he show up if you take a tour of the museum? Will he take a, Will he show up just to yell at stuff? <laughs> I don't know. He has a really weird dude that works at that museum. Have you ever, uh, yeah, there's actually a, a, a so he has, there's like four or five different Ghost Adventure TV shows now. And one of them is just about that museum. And there's a really fucking weird dude that works there all the time, and he's always on the show. <laughs> Ghost Museum. <laughs> but there's different kinds of exorcisms, but we mostly uh, we mostly know about, uh, or what we think of exorcisms is the Roman Catholic version. Because uh, the Roman Catholics actually have their own uh, their own book of exorcism. You, okay, before you go any further, though, oh, so. everybody everybody realize that there's two, there's a considered a major and a minor, and that when you are born and they you know present you and as a baby to uh, be uh, what is it, dedicated, that yeah. is actually considered, that is actually considered an exorcism, a minor one. 
Really? To keep the, to keep the demons away. Yes. Yeah, that's what the the baptism is for. So we uh, got somebody in chat that come up with the uh, the name is Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Okay, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, his biceps bring all the ghosts to the yard, and they're like something inaudible. <laughs> it's my favorite meme like it's ever been on the internet. <laughs> but anyway, so the Romans, the Roman Catholics have their exorcism, and everybody knows it. You know, the book's in Latin. Uh, the priests come out, exorcise you. Uh, it could take multiple instances. Uh, it's, sometimes it doesn't happen in one exorcism. Uh, sometimes it takes, I've seen like, I've seen different, uh, different ones. And they say they've done like up to 60 different exorcisms on the same person, like in a row. They just kept doing them day after day, trying to banish the demons. So either uh, exorcisms doesn't work very well. Or uh, that exorcism, exorcist priest is just really bad at their job. So there could be that. <laughs> He's just a really bad exorcist. It's like, does it, you think they just get burned out and just like, oh, another one. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the Catholic Church now has, uh, they actually have like a group of people that go around and decide if an exorcism needs to be done. So they seek out, uh, if someone submits an exorcism, says it's demonic possession, these people come first and decide if you need an exorcism or not. And then the Vatican has to actually uh, decree that an exorcism needs to be done. So if they don't decree it, then they won't send an exorcist. You know, there sounds like a, um, like the outline for a, uh, for a reality show there. <laughs> Just follow, is it, you're going to follow the exorcist or you're going to follow the people that decide whether, make the decision? Well, it seems like submit your <laughs> tapes in to the Catholic Church to see if you get chosen to be exorcised. <laughs> That's basically what it is. <laughs> Usually a, a priest is the one that does the submission though. So it'll be like a priest, a priest, they'll go to a priest at church and say, this is what's going on. And then he'll check it out and then he'll submit it like to the Vatican. And then they'll send out people uh, that decides whether it's real or not. And if they decide it's real, then they'll tell the church and then the church will decide whether they want to do an exorcism or not. Which, over the years, it's became, you know, uh, it's became, the in the side of the church, it's became more frowned upon to do exorcisms. And that'll lead us into why, because of what we're going to talk about next. Uh, most people will know this story uh, from a movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. But the girl's real name was annually Michael. And she was uh, she was a girl that had epilepsy, was diagnosed with epilepsy when she was 16. 
but on her around when she was i think she was around 20 uh it started getting worse and then her parents decided that she was had a demon in her it wasn't epilepsy at this point uh she had aversions to uh religious items they were they were a very religious family by the way so they were super religious and she had a then she started having aversions to religious items and she started hearing voices so her family went to the catholic church and two priests end up doing exorcisms on her a lot of exorcisms (laughs) and uh this went on for a long time uh there was a doctor present that monitor and uh but she she was starving and she ended up dying like after all these happened and uh then it went to trial and the two priests and her parents got six months in jail each but i think the i think the uh sentence was actually commuted and they end up giving them just uh three years of probation instead of actually making them go to go to jail so because of a case like that we now have the catholic church not really wanting to do exorcisms you got to really prove that you have a demonic possession for them to come out and do the exorcism now <laughs> have you listened to any of the tapes uh of that exorcism? because there's a lot of do- uh, a lot of tapes on her exorcism all there long. is they 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 taped them all and i have listened to quite a few of them i will say uh Phil Donahue show. So, yeah, Donahue. Yeah, Phil Donahue. Like Phil Donahue had the the priest on his show. So I don't know how old I was. I was really young, but I remember watching this episode of Donahue when I was a kid, and those priests and they brought the tapes on the show and they played the tape on the show. And uh, let me tell you, little little like five year old me. Scared the shit out of me watching Phil Donahue that time. <laughs> I was gonna say because those those tapes are pretty eerie. They are. <laughs> have you heard these things? What's that? Your said, mic. Have, you heard, have you heard these tapes? Uh, yeah, I've, I actually listened to some earlier. Um, they're pretty bone chilling and excruciating, and they scare me. So I don't listen to them very long. Um, but yes. It, it's it, I, I don't know if they're torturing her or she's really possessed to be honest with you she does there is times when you listen to the tapes it does sound like multiple voices like it's like multiple voices speaking at the same time and that's the one thing that uh, uh, gets me with uh, that gets me with exorcisms that makes them more believable to me is because I'm like how do they do that? <laughs> it's a weird trick, uh, auditory trick that people can do um, to make it sound like multiple people are talking. But it, it is possible, obviously, because she did it. Yeah, she does do it on the tape. So, but yeah. I mean, she she actually said, "Hey, I'm possessed." You know, many times though, right? I mean, she was like saying, "Get this demon out of me." Uh, please help me, all this stuff. And they and that's why they, part of the reason they continued. Is that correct? Well, I, yeah, she claimed that she was talking to a demon. So, okay. okay. Uh, and she, she was seeing things 
and she was, uh, you know, hearing things and talking and she would have conversations. And that was one of the things on the tapes too. There was like conversations between her and the demon, but it was all coming out of her mouth. So it would be like her talking and then another voice would talk and then she would talk back again to it. And that happened multiple occasions too. Uh, I mean, they recorded like, how many did they say they did? Uh, God, I, they look, is anybody looking at this now right now? Let's find it, out. Was, it was quite a bit. I remember that. I don't. There was a lot of exorcisms that they said they performed. Like 600? Does that sound right? 600 in nine months? Something like that? I, I think I read that somewhere. I don't know. That's a lot. Can't find it. But yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of exorcisms they did. And they recorded every single one of them. And so there's a lot of tapes. <laughs> I mean, of course, we even heard them all. Uh, but they, uh, the ones I have heard were like bone chilling when you listen to them. <laughs> and uh, I never heard her talking to like talking to the demon. I never heard that conversation. I just heard the screaming and the yelling and, uh, you know, some of the voices, but nothing that crazy. I, I would like to hear that for a second. So I could scare myself, so I could turn my nightlight on. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think about about her? Do you guys think that she was really possessed? That's a weird thing because I'm not exactly sure how. I, I've never been around uh, someone that's had that amount of like that kind of a fit of a uh, epileptic fit before. So like, I know people with mild versions of epilepsy, but that's usually a version like that's triggered by light. So like personally, like if I heard that shit, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, we got a position. Mm-hmm. I- I mean, that doesn't even fall under multiple personalities or uh, the new thing. Uh, was it dissociative identity disorder or something? I think that's what they call it now. Because I don't think anywhere in that that you have a conversation. And I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But when you have multiple personalities or DID, do you actually communicate with the other personalities? Does that it's happen? very rare from what I, from what I've understood usually when one of those personalities takes over it's they're in think of it as a uh, as a car yeah. you can't have multiple people trying to drive the car at the same time so usually it's one person in the car seat um but as far as like as far as that i mean with with talking back and forth i mean i i've had fever dreams where i've seen stuff that like at the time I could have sworn was real but that's a fever dream I was delusional yeah but we're I mean you're having a fever dream you're not actually doing it in real life it's a it's quite a bit difference <laughs> than when you do that in real life well I mean like I'm not asleep I like the the like the waking dream kind of thing. I've had that where I was, I was awake and I was like seeing stuff that I knew wasn't there or, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that you can kind of contribute a lot of that thing to. 
Well, I mean, I mean, I can, I guess I can see some of that because I, I definitely, I've always had uh, sleep paralysis like my whole life. And uh, when it happens, I see shit. Like I hallucinate. And uh, so, like, you know, I see shadow people and other weird shit. Like uh, when it happens. And I know it's not real. Uh, but, I mean, if you don't know it's not real, it'd freak you the fuck out. But it also, I, I've never, I mean, yes, I've probably spoken to it, like things that I see. But I don't think that it was speaking back to me. <laughs> like, I don't, well, not, not that it wasn't speaking back to me. I don't think that I was speaking what it, it was saying when I was, when it was happening. Like, I was just, I may have been speaking out loud to it. Which I don't you think I was doing that. You either. weren't voicing. You weren't voicing the whole conversation. Yeah, I wasn't like having the conversation with myself. <laughs> so it's a little different. I, I know when I I know when I drank a lot and did a lot of drugs, I would see shadow people too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I never had a conversation where I was the other entity and myself. But now myself would have many conversations with uh, whatever the hell was going on in my mind, whatever acid trip or illegal drug I was using. So, so but, I, I'm wondering <laughs> is what triggered her, her epilepsy to have an aversion toward religious items? That, well, that, that's the kind of, that, that's one of the things that's like, wow, that's, that's really weird to me. Well, uh, I have to say that uh, that's one thing. She was very religious. So, uh, that's one thing that I do think uh, would go into like uh, if she started having like uh, schizophrenia and you know multiple personalities and not just epilepsy. Like if she being that religious, if this started happening to her, and then I could see another like personality developing that was like the opposite of her. And then, and since she was very religious and her whole family was very religious, like the other personality becoming the opposite and hating religious things. I mean, that's, that seems quite plausible because a lot of times when people do have that kind of the personality, usually the personalities are complete opposites of each other. So I can't, I can't say that that would be like something that would, just you just look at it and say that's why uh that's not possible within the realm of mental illness because i think it really is i think it would actually probably happen that way uh, now epilepsy i don't i mean i don't see epilepsy like being the cause of it but i mean she was diagnosed with epilepsy but that doesn't mean like she also was she also had depression uh but she was never diagnosed with any other mental illness, but that doesn't mean she didn't have other mental illnesses. And especially we're talking the seventies. Uh, we weren't diagnosing that shit very well back then. <laughs> I mean, we don't diagnose that shit very well today. <laughs> People... That's true. Very true. <laughs> so they definitely weren't diagnosing it very well back then. So now you're with the age old question is, is it a demonic possession? or mental illness or is 
the demonic possession causing the mental illness. I, that's a fair question. I mean, truly, that, that's a fair question. Um, never really thought of it like that in this situation. But that could be very possible. I mean, big possibility. Religion could be playing. I mean, indirectly, religion could be playing a uh, determining factor in all that, Roland. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, let's move on to our, uh, uh, to our another, another one that we've done. And this one... This one actually isn't an exorcism that uh, happened to the person that we're going to talk about. So uh, this one is about the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. And this was the first guy that ever went to court and tried to say that the reason he murdered somebody was because he was possessed by a demon. And he did he did murder somebody but he wasn't the person that was supposedly possessed at the beginning so he was he was around a uh, possession and an exorcism when did this happen let me look here this was 1981 yeah 1981 so and this this involves two of the most famous uh i don't know what to call them ghost hunters or whatever that has ever lived ed and lorraine warren so they were working a case and doing an exorcism uh with some priests on a 11 year old boy named david glazel and they exercised this kid and got the demon out of him uh but even ed and lorraine warren claim that the demon went into uh, arnie when it left the boy and then it was like, let's see, when was it? Uh, yeah, it was just uh, just a couple months later. Arnie killed his landlord. And then Ed and Lorraine came back and they argued that he had been possessed by the same demon that had possessed the little boy. How many months behind was Arnie on rent? <laughs> I'm guessing two to three. Yeah, I'm thinking we're right at eviction notice time. Yeah, we're at 90 uh, days. It's time to yeah. get the fuck out. We're at 90 days. Oh, no, it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, Arnie, the Arnie, they, I mean, this was a big trial back then. And I think Ed and Lorraine Lauren, actually, they like helped uh, in his defense and uh, tried to get him off said that he's not the one that did it it was the demon but the judge looked at it and was like this is fucking stupid i was like what <laughs> state was this in do what what state did this happen in i think it was pennsylvania yeah no it was connecticut that's okay, connecticut. So one of the northern northern states i i know that i know that some of the judges around here in this area and and that's exactly how their reaction would be, uh, Rocky. What you just said. I mean, I could see them. I could see them saying that on the bench. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, I could too. Yep. <laughs> so this judge was like, "That's fucking stupid. You cannot say that you were. <laughs> that's not a viable defense. A demon didn't kill this guy. You killed this guy." <laughs> yeah. And uh, he went to jail. <laughs> 
because it was not a viable defense in the judge's eye. Uh, he did only end up serving five years, although the judge gave him uh, 10 to 20. So I guess he got on good behavior. So did he ever have any exorcisms performed on him before he killed his landlord? No. Okay. Did he have any uh, after he killed his landlord? You know, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess no. What Probably do you guess, not. Roland? I'm going to say that the judicial system and prison probably exercised that demon. I bet you're right. <laughs> and the fact that he probably lost all the shit in his apartment. So, yeah. Well, his landlord didn't get it because he did. <laughs> <laughs> but did his next of kin get it? What no pallet sales going on here, people? <laughs> <laughs> that's what all those pallet companies are around here is like <laughs> 90 days bitch <laughs> that shit's going to the pallet sale <laughs> now there uh now there was another case uh and i've i've like i haven't got him pulled up here and i should have uh but there was actually a case in uh great britain that the same thing happened and uh, this guy actually got to use the defense that he was possessed. And it worked. It got him off. So only in America is demonic possession not legally viable. <laughs> what you're saying is the Queen's justice allows for um, demonic possession. Yes. <laughs> Solid. The Constitution does not. So, so uh, we'll get to the Queen's just a second. Uh, but so if I'm in, now I'm, yeah, the story about Arnold or whatever his name is, that's shit, whatever. But say somebody is possessed and they're in the middle of the courtroom and they start, their head starts spinning and they start throwing up on the fucking judge and the bailiff and shit. I mean, shouldn't we at that point in time create a law? saying maybe this guy's possessed and maybe we should just time up somewhere and you know i mean i'm just saying what do y'all think uh no <laughs> if his head start i mean if the guy's head starts spinning around and around, it, was, and around. it starts spinning around but he's dead <laughs> yeah he's gonna be dead he's gonna I'm be dead saying, well i'm just saying i mean if some demonic shit goes on you know and you know he starts pointing to the sky and like lightning starts shooting down in the courtroom i think that just got a lot of other shit to worry about <laughs> i'm just saying man i mean if something like that happens you gotta think well you know maybe we need to get this guy some help <laughs> now in laurel county it'd be like give me 15 holy rollers and a and uh and a bottle of bourbon now, now every church, I mean, they're pretty much every Christian denomination does have some type of exorcism. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the churches that, uh, like that we know around these parts actually have types of exorcisms, but it's all known as laying hands. So they just like get a group of holy rollers and they gather around them and put their hands on them and pray until the demons go away. <laughs> so 
I think I've uh, I've seen this type of uh, exorcism multiple times in my life. <laughs> you ever think that if it is that if if that is the case, the demon's like, God, just get your hand. No, this ain't this ain't cool. I'm not touchy feely. I'm I'm just gonna go. Well, you know what? It's half past brimstone. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna find somebody else. I'll see y'all later. Did they use olive oil, Rocky? Olive oil, yes. so holy water. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They use anointed oils, and uh, they rub the oil on the forehead, and then they uh, it's just a whole group of people lay go around them and start laying hands on them, and that's uh, pretty much the Pentecostals do that. The uh, I think the the Mormons do it that way. Uh, like the Methodists, that's their way. So it's like a lot of different churches. That's their way around here. Now, the only church that I do not know about that where they have like a form of exorcism or not is uh, the Baptists. And I've never, I've never looked that up. So I don't know if they have any type of exorcism or not. You know, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, you know, I was raised very akin to Baptist, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's just screaming at that, screaming at the demon until he leaves. <laughs> I've been to a lot of Baptist church. I've never seen an exorcism, but uh, I have been screamed at. <laughs> so... Some good old Baptist guilt. <laughs> you going to hell? Not, not if you're you're you might you might or if you do this no it you you are <laughs> i have to if you will say if you go into a baptist church and they aren't telling you you're going to hell you're not in a baptist church i don't know <laughs> what you're in but it's not baptist i don't think i've ever heard like a a baptist sermon that wasn't telling you you're going now except for easter and then it was still telling you it was going to hell, but then they was going to have an egg hunt afterwards. <laughs> or a fish fry. <laughs> Full disclosure here, guys. I am the atheist of this group, so I'm, I'm going to say things that are probably sacrilegious to some of the people. So, <laughs> yes, the, Baptist, the Baptists actually do have a form of exorcism. I'm, I'm looking at it, but they, they actually do have forms of exorcism. So what's their exorcisms? That's what I'm trying to find. I, I'm looking it up. Yeah. You can buy on Amazon for $5. Uh, Dr. Roderick H. Fiat, PhD, notes of a Baptist exorcism. But I'm trying to look up the actual rituals. Uh, well, he's doing that. <laughs> we'll get back to our real subject. <laughs> so... Uh, I think you had somebody you wanted to bring up, Shane. A uh, doctor? No, I, well, it's just uh, I, I found it fascinating that in the, in the medical profession, they're so, I mean, they're almost like Democrats and Republicans nowadays. I mean, you know, some of them believe in it, and, you know, and, and some of them don't. And they believe very firmly. There's no, you know, they either completely believe in it or they don't. And, uh, Supposedly the rock star of all these guys is uh, Dr. Richard Gallagher. And uh, apparently that's the guy that nowadays, you know, you were talking about consultants and all that earlier. Um, he's, he's one of the top professionals that they, uh, 
they call and say, you know, hey, give us a con. I guess so they don't go to jail or prison and get sued. Uh, give us a consult here and give us your professional opinion. And he was a non-believer for a long time. And uh, when he first saw him, he was like, you know, I, in the medical profession. And this guy went to like Ivy League schools. Uh, you know, he teaches at uh, Columbia and a bunch of other schools, medical schools. And he was like a non-believer. And then when he saw it, he was just amazed and and was fascinated by it. And um, now he's one of the guys that they call in and say, hey, give us professional opinions. Is this uh, – is this uh, uh, mental or is this paranormal? You know, so he gives his opinion. He says that it's, it's rare, but it happens, you know, more than you would think. So I just, I thought, I find that interesting. Him and, and some other doctors, Dr. Uh, uh, Mark Albanese, uh, Dr. Jeffrey uh, Lieberman. These guys are, are uh, actual uh, doctors, psychologists, um, psychiatrists that, that believe in exorcisms, which is, you know, hard to find, I guess, in, in that, in that world, but they, um, you know, they, they come in and they consult and say, yeah, that's definitely, you need to exercise that person <laughs> or, or now that person's just crazy, you know? So, you know, I think that, uh, <clears throat> even though I'm not really a believer <laughs> in, in, uh, in the, being a real demon, I think that uh, exorcism may be uh, a viable form of treatment, even if it is mental illness, because a lot of these people really believe they're possessed. So even if they're not, if you perform an exorcism, you're basically tricking them into feeling better. Yeah. You're making them feel better because you, they, even if they're not possessed, they would believe that you're you're helping them to get rid of what's causing their issues. Well, that's interesting because that Gallagher, Doctor Gallagher, that he said that was he spends most of his time trying to convince these people you're not possessed, even the possessed ones. He says, you know, I, I spend all my time convincing them you're not possessed, you're not possessed, you're not possessed, and you know he's like, you know, one out of ever how many times, uh, yeah, they're possessed. You know, so we need to get some holy water and some sprinkles and. You know all that stuff across. So, <clears throat> but I find that fascinating. I mean, that's, that's what he he primarily. That's how he starts it out: is you're not possessed. You know, trying to convince them you're not possessed, but you can't convince a demon that they're not there if they're there. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> did you find your? Uh, I did your... not. I couldn't <laughs> find the actual. Well, um, just wasted our time. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe Baptists do exorcisms now. Yeah, I, if, you can't, if you can't find it, that doesn't, <laughs> exist. doesn't exist. Baptists don't do exorcisms. I don't know. I don't know if they do or not, but I, I, I would guess that they have some form of exorcism. I just never, never seen it or heard of it. But they just, they're they not. Just, uh, they call, they call Granny, and she straps the shit out of you until the devil <laughs> gets out of you. That's what happens. That's their exorcism. She beats them with a. Uh, frying pan. Oh, uh, no, man. She, <laughs> she gets the switch. You go pick the switch, switch out, boy. And if you bring back one that's brittle, you're going to get it twice as bad. Let me tell you something. I'm just, I just got to throw this out here. Uh, when I was a child and they made me go get my switch, I would bring back a fucking log. 
<laughs> something that I couldn't even carry. I had to drag it across the ground and then I would just throw it down and beat me with this. <laughs> Either they would get really fucking pissed and beat the shit out of you. Or they would just let you go because they were like, why the hell did you bring that? <laughs> so you had a 50, 50 shot of getting off. So in my opinion, as the small Rocky child opinion was that a 50, 50 chance was good enough. odds. <laughs> so my grandmother, sweetest woman ever uh, I've ever known in my whole life. I seen her get the switch, had to get the switch one time on, on, on one of the grandkids. That was some barbaric shit. She got went and got a green switch. And for all of those of you that are not in the South, whew, my grandmother, ah, eighty some years old, could snap it and cut you. And she cut a couple of the grandkids grandkids that way. You did not talk back to grandma. So, yes, I'd say that is probably a really good form of uh, exorcism, Shane. Yeah. The worst switches are from weeping willow trees. Ooh. Ooh. Those yeah. fucking suck. <laughs> if you've ever been whipped with a weeping willow limb, you know true pain. It's like getting beaten with a whip. <laughs> Not only did they, like, snap when they hit you, if they do it right... They wrap around you and hit you in multiple places at the same time. <laughs> and so all the we kids, just happened to the, have all, a all the all the kids. What now? Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we just happened to. My grandparents just happened to have a weeping willow tree growing right beside their front door, so there was a <laughs> constant supply. <laughs> well, what I, I was, what I what I was gonna say is, so all the kids out there, what you need to do if you got weeping willow trees around. Go out there and drill a hole in it, pour some salt in it, go ahead and kill it, some bitch. <clears throat> and that way you don't have to worry about weeping willow uh, branches being switched by. If you're one of those kids that might get in trouble all the time. This this podcast is now single handedly, you know, led to the led to the destruction of the weeping willow. Um what, here here's a religious organization. I wonder how they do exorcisms. And I'm pretty sure it's the laying of hands. But I wouldn't want to try it. The snake handlers. Uh, it's definitely lay of hands. They're uh, as long as they don't. That's fine. They bring the snakes out. They're a Pentecostal group. That's that's when that's when that's when Roland's like, nope. I've been to. I've I've actually been to a snake handling church one time, and it was when I was uh, quite young, and one of my good friends was a member of this church. And we went to it, and my mother went with me because they invited us. And my mother knew uh, knew his mother. So we went to this church, and we went through they because they, they go through like a normal service. It's just like any other church you go to at first. And then you get to the end, you know, like they do the altar call in every other church. But when you're in a snake handling church and they do the altar call, they open up this trunk. And out pops the snakes and the strychnine. <laughs> so we're like sitting in the back because, you know, my mom was a good Baptist and you sit in the back of the church when you go to church. <laughs> so. That's where you get the best you're going to hell. <laughs> so honestly, that, I mean, you're just, you're, you're sticking to your faith. 
So we were in the back of the church and they opened up that trunk and that first snake comes out. And my mom's like, Oh no, get up. We leave it. <laughs> and we were out that door in two seconds flat. So I don't know what happened next, but all I saw was like, I saw a couple snakes come out and that was the end of us that ever going to snake family church. And that church just happened to only be about two miles from my house. <laughs> so I probably knew a lot of people that went to that church and just never realized it. Yeah, no. Still a lot of anyway. those around here, too. Still a lot of those around here. <laughs> well, there is no accounting for good common sense. You know, I don't... Uh, the snakes, I mean, even those handling snakes is wild the snakes isn't the thing that really gets me about their face it's the strychnine fucking drinking strychnine and i don't know how they don't die <laughs> can you build up a tolerance to it i don't know you have to be like someone high in the church to drink the strychnine though like it's not everybody does that that's like something only like the pastor or maybe a deacon does and nobody else you got to be a, a man of faith <laughs> to drink the strychnine. I don't know why it reminds me of the horrible joke. And for my next trick, I shall turn this fifth of apple pie moonshine into domestic violence. <laughs> now we went way off the subject. Of, we did. Uh... <laughs> we went way off. So back to demonic possessions. <laughs> So yeah, back to the demonic possessions. Let's just end the podcast on this. We've already went to, we're at an hour now. So let's end the podcast on this. What is, we'll start with you, Shane. What is your opinion of uh, exorcisms? Well, let's just say this. What is your opinion of demonic possessions in general? And then give your your opinion on exorcisms. Uh, I absolutely believe in them. Um, I, you know, if, if you believe in heaven and hell, then you believe in good and bad. Um, heaven and hell, great, great Black Sabbath album. <laughs> um, I believe that demons are out there, and I believe that, um, you know, it's part of Satan's army. And the thing about it is, with me, and something I've always was raised um, to believe, I guess, um, was the only way you could really be possessed was to... Um, yeah, accept right, wrong. Accept the, the demon in is to accept the entity and accept you know whatever it is, and you know however it pre presents itself. You know I'm not one to judge on why people do it, but how it presents itself, I don't know. You know maybe it's a, the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> you know, with, uh, dressed up in uh, shooting ladders and candy bars. I don't know, but yeah, I believe in it. And as far as exorcisms go. Um, I don't. I don't think it's as easy as the Catholics, or not as not as complicated. I guess I should say as the Catholics make it. They have a certain thing that they read, and they've read read since the 1600s or whatever, and they've updated it or whatever. But um, you know, if you just get some religious people in there, um, uh, some men of God, I guess, to uh, you know do the exorcism. I, I don't see it, you know, and as long as the person is willing to release the demon, but that's how I was always raised. And, and to a degree, 
know, I kind of have to believe that, you know, you would have to accept an entity not knowing, maybe, maybe not knowing exactly what you're accepting, <clears throat> but, you know, to be accepting of the entity um, to a degree. So, yeah, I believe in it, and I, I believe that, you know, a holy man can get rid of it, put it that way. <laughs> hey, what's your opinion, Roland? I'm going to go down the same road that I'll go with just about everything when it comes to the supernatural. Um, possibly. I'm going to fence straddle it as always. Uh, mainly because I have, yeah, I, like Shane, I think all three of us were actually raised in rather religious households. Um, so there's always going to be that part of me that is triggered you know, when I hear something crazy, I was like, that's the devil. Um, but the, the art of the exorcism has been around for countless years. I mean, like you said, back into Jesus's day. Um, so there's gotta be something to that mental illness or, or whatnot, but I, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting, uh, to say the least, um, uh, back to what, what you were talking about, Shane, with, uh, accepting the, uh, the, the gifts, so to speak. Uh, one of the, one of the things I, I was flipping through on the phone there was, um, if you don't renounce uh or announce your the sins to the lord god almighty and you basically just revel in sin so long you know you you also run the uh run the chance up run the chance of it as well um in some ways too i mean there is good there is evil in this world that is that is fact um maybe it's just a an uh a way that we can try to wrap our brains around the true evils that men do because let's just be honest men's nature is pretty freaking evil in and of itself so all right rock what do you think well i think it's all mental illness <clears throat> your <Yeah>. mental illness <laughs> no i'm just I think that it's, you know, it's people are mentally ill. And uh, I mean, in, in America today, like you have like, I mean, you have like exorcisms, like what we were talking about with people gathering around, but those aren't people that are, you know, like people like Anne Louise uh, from back in the seventies anymore. Like you don't really have those major exorcisms anymore uh most of those just get prescribed as being uh or diagnosed as being mental illness and then you know whatever happens happens otherwise uh but you do have a lot of what we were speaking about about the laying of hands yeah now that kind of exorcism probably happens about weekly inside the united states maybe more than weekly <laughs> maybe a daily thing almost but the thing is they're not exercising to the extent that we're talking about yeah i'm not yeah we're not talking about that so that's what i mean i mean like the the exorcism that we're talking about i don't think happens as much inside america anymore but now in other countries it still happens quite often 
especially like Mexico. Mexico has a lot of exorcisms like all the time. That's because there's a lot of demons down there, dude. <laughs> what is, there, there's That's because they're a Roman Catholic country is what it is. <laughs> there's also some interesting death cults down there, too. But now I have another opinion that I'm going to give. Okay. <laughs> so now before I became an atheist, uh, I had an opinion on exorcisms. And I still, I'm still going to state that, uh, that belief because I still think it would be true. Like if I, uh, if, if I decide to start believing again, so we'll put it that way. If I became a believer again, I would still say that this is what I believe. If you have a demon in you, you're an evil some bitch. So the only way that, that we should exercise that demon is 12 gauge shotgun done <laughs> so because i think that you got to be like one evil motherfucker for a demon to enter in you and then we should just there we so, go so you're saying you're saying if you were to start believing again that would be your exorcism right? yes that you, would be you can remain you can remain an atheist and a non-believer if that's the case just saying when i was an atheist that's how i believed that we should do exorcisms yeah. well that sounds like an atheist right there. so smith and wesson is the yeah that's smith, the holy wesson water and, that's the holy water there yeah smith wesson heckler and koch that's the holy trinity for exactly for, for exorcisms double tap just like uh yeah. <laughs> in zombie land hey rocky what's that do you believe in the paranormal? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't believe in paranormal? The guy's got a paranormal damn podcast. I do. Hosting it, and you don't even believe it. What the fuck? That's you why I say. All your viewers right there. No, oh, oh by the way, people, we need you, uh, people, if you watch this crazy mess, um, <laughs> to hit the subscribe button uh, so we can keep doing this shit. That would be awesome. And we thank you very much. And leave your comments below. But uh, do you believe in witches? No. What the hell? <laughs> Why yeah, would you? people? I need you to subscribe to the non the paranormal non-believer that has a paranormal <laughs> podcast. And so yeah, we need you this to could subscribe. Get really good people. This could get really good. I'm because the skeptic of the group. Blanket. <laughs> I'm not a wet blanket. I just I'm just the skeptic of the group. You guys are the believers. <laughs> Roland Roland's the uh Roland's the wet blanket because he won't never give like a straight opinion. He's like, oh, it could be real, it could not be real. Like, fuck you, Roland. That's not that's not an opinion. At least Shane has an opinion. <laughs> well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so me and Rocky are opposite and you're just the fence rider. That's how that works. <laughs> Uh, and then we usually have Carmen, who's like sometimes he's like one way or the other, uh, but he uh, he Pick decided on show up day. <laughs> Pick a damn side. Anyways, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done for this week. All right, so uh, we will see you next time. I'm Ronnie. Well, I'm out. Hit subscribe, people. Hit subscribe. Smash like button. Peace <laughs> out. So